Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, my name is Norhadi, I'm your host and I'm now with uh, Jonas Fermorel. Uh, CEO and founder at Locat. Uh, this is uh, quantitative uh, supply chain software based in Paris, France. So today we can talk about the probabilistic uh, forecasting. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, Johannes. Thank you very much. Okay, so before we get in, can you please brief uh, a bit about yourself and what do you do at the Locat? So, in brief, I was trained as a mathematician, started a PhD in computational biology. I never finished my PhD. I, dro- I did drop out to create LOCAD out of university mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And LOCAD is a software company that delivers predictive okay. optimization for supply chain. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So, talking about the forecasting, uh, more specific to the probabilistic forecasting, which is, uh, I was thinking this terminology is quite technical. So can you please tell us what, what is the essential meaning of the probabilistic forecasting and what does it make special compared to the traditional forecasting? Absolutely. So um, probabilistic forecasting was basically a certain ways to think about the forecast that emerged, I would say, in the um, early 90s. The key idea is that you, the future is like uh, has irreducible uncertainty to it. And so instead of thinking you're going to have like one number and say, this is it, this is the future, this is how much I will sell, you're going to assess to have probabilities, you know, probabilities of selling zero units, one unit, two units, and every single possibility has a probability. Um, that's the essence of probabilistic forecasting is to have a much richer description about the future that actually embeds uncertainty instead of just dismissing uncertainty altogether, assuming that, you know, the forecast is perfect, which is not, never. Mm-hmm. And then how we can use this method in improving our supply chain process. Can you please brief a bit uh, by providing an example from what you have been yeah. done with your client? Absolutely. So. The key intuition, I mean, why do you care about that from a a supply chain perspective? From a supply chain perspective, um, costs are always concentrated at the extremes, at the statistical extremes of, you know, the futures. It's when you have unexpectedly high demand that you end up having a stockout. It's Mm -hmm. when you have unexpectedly low demand that you end up having overstocks. In between, um, inventory rotates just fine, you know, to keep an, a, a simple example. So what truly matters is not, you know, the average. What truly matters are the tails, the extreme events that end up, you know, reflecting maybe like, you know, ballpark 80% of your supply chain cost. Actually, it's not the middle that costs you money, it's the extremes. And, um, and so the, when you want to think about any kind of optimization that you want to do for a supply chain, any kind, 
you need to project yourself into the future. If you buy more stock, it's because you anticipate that there will be some kind of demand in the future. And because inventory doesn't teleport into your warehouse, because production doesn't happen to, you know, 3D print real-time cars or whatever, you, you, need to look, you need to look ahead. So you need to make a kind of forecast. But the reality is you want your optimizing a supply chain basically means looking ahead and taking decisions that minimize those costs related to uncertainty. So uh, how do you, um, the application for, um, uh, uh, I would say, a supply chain of policy forecast are exceedingly mundane. It's just, for example, deciding which quantity you want to put in a store. Do you want to put zero unit of stock, one unit, two unit, or three units? And, um, and, and if you want to do that in this specific example, basically you need a probabilistic forecast. Why? Because actually the best forecast, classic forecast at the store level is typically just going to forecast zero. You know, for, for most stores, the vast majority of products in stores, if you look one or two days ahead, you could just say, I, I, I forecast zero. And statistically, according to a metric like mean absolute percentage error, forecasting zero is going to be the best statistical answer, but that, that doesn't really make any sense, uh, especially not any business sense. If you want to have something that actually makes sense supply chain-wise, you need, and it's a bit of a paradox, but you need probabilistic forecasts. Mm, interesting. And uh, this would be my last question on today's podcast. So, um, how do you see the development of uh, technology like uh, AI, the blockchains, and anything related to the digitalization? Do you think it would be influenced the way we do the forecasting? So, um, I would I would take your questions. I would say maybe by pieces. Um, first, mm-hmm. AI. Um, I, I can give you know the, the audience a very a, a simple piece of advice. If you see a vendor that uses the term AI yeah. um, uh, in their in their website and whatever, that basically means that they have no clue whatsoever about what they're doing. <laughs> it's it's as simple as that. So yeah. um, it, uh, so, but there is still I would say a lot of progress, and mm-hmm. the key thing is high dimensional statistics. How do you do high-dimensional statistics? And, 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 and time series, I would say, um, time series are typically the wrong way to look at things in supply chain. For example, if you're, let's say, a fashion company, um, every single time you push a new product to the market, you're going to cannibalize the other products. You know, If you push another white shirt to your stores, you cannot just forecast the demand for this product in isolation because you're already selling white shirts. So if you post another one, it's going to cannibalize the other, the, the other shirts. So that's where, that's the essence of high dimensional statistics. Most supply chain mm-hmm. problems are high dimensional problems and you need, I would say, adequate tools. Um, and there is like the vast umbrella under which you have tons of mathematical models mm-hmm. that are basically machine learning, but it's nothing specific. It's like a world field. Um, some of those stuffs are, are I would say classified as AI, but it's more like for natural language processing, yeah. which doesn't have much, I would say, to do with supply chain per se. Um, then, if so, that's that's one side of, of the of the of your question about AI uh, blockchain. We have also worked a lot at Locad with blockchain. It's a completely completely different problem. 
um, mostly geared toward traceability. Uh, and one thing that also, just like AI, if you see people that, that use the word blockchain, uh, it basically is a super strong signal for people that have no clue whatsoever what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, blockchain do not exist in vacuum. You yeah. can, I mean, GitHub, Git and GitHub, it, Git is actually a blockchain, you know, it's a chain of blocks mm. by cryptographic hashes. Git is technically a blockchain. Doesn't mm. make any sense. Yeah. Um, the only thing that is of interest is that you need to have like a cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, uh, and so basically you need the currency, the money angle, otherwise it doesn't make sense. There are plenty of ways to use digital, native digital money for supply chain and for traceability purposes. Mm. But uh, it's typically absolutely not what uh, what people expect. I mean, but, but then we would probably need longer. I think the, the key message for the audience is whenever you hear from a vendor AI or blockchain, just dismiss the vendor. It's basically a bullshit on steroids. Mm. Interesting. It's, it's, it's open my mind, actually. So, yeah. Okay, thank you for your time, Jonas. Uh, I, I was really enjoying our conversation today. Uh, all the best and see you next time. Thank you very much. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.